In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. We have heard a veritable feast of images of reflecting upon the great feast that we now celebrate, the meeting of our Lord in the temple, the presentation of our Lord in the temple. And I want to draw attention to the fifth canticle, the fifth ode from the canon that we sang during festal matins. In the figure, Isaiah saw God upon a throne, lifted up high and borne in triumph by angels of glory, and he cried, Woe is me, for I have seen beforehand God made flesh, Lord the light that knows no evening, and King of peace. We've had the theme of illumination, or at least I have been attempting to thread through from nativity to theophany, and now to the presentation of our Lord in the temple, which in the West is referred to kind of colloquially as Candlemas, because it is when we bless the candles, which we will bless the candles tomorrow at the Divine Liturgy. And of course, this candle uh, represents the light that has come into the world, or as the writer of this particular troparia refers back to Isaiah, who saw God sitting upon the throne surrounded by the angels. This is, in fact, one of the readings that we have assigned that we had back in Vespers for this feast. And it's one of the blessings, of course, being an Orthodox Christian, to be at a vigil, to be able to stand and sing, maybe sit every once in a while, kind of move around a little bit. My wife mentioned to me the other day on some recording that I did, I think it was for the pledge, she said I was moving around a lot, and I realized that I kind of bounce a little bit during the vigil different times because I don't want to lock my legs and, you know, fall over. Uh, that we have in this feast, this kind of one of those great feasts of standing, where we have an icon, we have Simeon and Anna who've been standing for a really long time waiting for the fulfillment of God in the temple. And it was during the Palaleos as the deacon had put a right amount of incense on the censer, that you could really, just seeing around, it was kind of hard to, maybe even for me to see the iconostasis, I mean, hard. It, there was a, an abundance of incense filling the temple, and I could only think of this prophecy and how we stand with Simeon and Anna awaiting the Lord, just as Isaiah, when he was in the temple, saw a vision as the writer of this ode interprets for us. He didn't just see God sitting upon the throne. He saw Jesus Christ sitting upon the throne, where he says, For I have seen beforehand God made flesh, Lord of the light, that knows no evening, and king of peace. Simeon and Anna are, as later Hymnody talk about them, are kind of like the two pigeons or the two doves that we also heard back in Vespers as the way that the Hymnody interprets it as the Gentiles and the Jews, and then also the two covenants, the old and the new. This is kind of a feast of transitions, and it really underlines that, right? We have the lawgiver, we have the light, 
The one who has revealed himself to Isaiah is now physically coming as the next Trapari says, seeing him before him the word held in the arms of his mother. This is not just Isaiah seeing beforehand the word made flesh. Now Simeon gets to have a greater vision. The great prophet Isaiah, we now have the great prophet Simeon, who is actually able to not only behold and have it touch his lips, but now he's going to receive God in the flesh to hold baby Jesus in his arms. The aged servant of God understood this to be the glory manifested of old to the prophet, to the prophet Isaiah. And he cried, Rejoice, O holy lady, for you carry God as a throne, Lord of the light that knows no evening, and King of peace. We know that he is the light because he is the one who set the light in the heavens for us, the one who shows us God the Father as he reveals the Father. He's also the light because he shines through all of the law, through the prophets, through the scriptures, through the teachings of the church. And because of all this, he's also the king of peace, that he has in his body reconciled <coughs> us to God the Father, whether we're Jew or Gentile, whether no matter who we are, and that all of creation has been brought into its final purpose in Jesus Christ. The elder bent down and reverently touched the footprints of the unwedded mother of God, and he said, O pure lady, you are carrying fire. I am afraid to take God in my arms as a babe, Lord the light that knows no evening, and King of peace. Isaiah was cleansed by receiving the coal from the seraphim, cried the old man to the mother of God. You fill me with light, entrusting to me with your hands as with tongs the one you hold, Lord the light that knows no evening, and King of Peace. To bring this all home as we stand in vigil for this feast, you can see in the icon of the feast that there is standing right behind there, I don't know if you know, if I'm remembering the word correctly, at least I think I remember it in Italian, which is random, uh, the Baldacino, the, the um, what would you call it? Basically, kind of like almost like a patio type thing over the altar. You see this more often in um, earlier Roman churches or Orthodox churches that go to the first millennium. But there's many churches you just don't often get to see them, especially in Russia, because well, our consensus is low. Our consensus, as I saw in Russia, go really, really high, so you can't see anything. But then you go back behind there and you see that the altar has over it what you see in the icon. So that we have, as we stand in vigil, we stand with Simeon, with Anna, we stand with Isaiah, and we stand all, all of this when we come together in the Eucharist. That we receive Jesus Christ now, his pure body and precious blood, when we receive Holy Communion. And so it is an encouragement to us, uh, also an admonition, and I also say a sign of warning to us when we receive Holy Communion, that we were receiving fire. And we say this in the post-communion prayers, that this would burn away our sins, that when we come and receive the, the coal, the fire that comes from the very altar of God, 
that we have prepared ourselves to receive Jesus Christ, as Simeon did, and as Anna did, that they receive uh, with full knowledge of what they're doing, that they have, through fasting and prayer and standing in the temple, are ready to receive Holy Communion. So we stand in the midst of the church, and we stand with all of the forefathers and foremothers who have gone before us, who, when we have received Holy Communion and have fought the good fight to them, even in the end of our days, we can join as we do every single Vesper service. It's one of the beauties of having a disciple of the great feasts to then have, when we have the set prayers, and then we come to them again, right, in the middle of Vespers, Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, that we sing that, and now we're kind of like, well, we're in the feast, that this is the feast of that hymn, and that when we come to the end of our life, we can also stand with Simeon, and through his prayers, and through the aged prophetess Anna, that when we receive Christ in this life, that we will also receive him in the life to come, that he knows us, that we're comfortable carrying him through everything that we have to carry in this world, because he's come to show us light and to be the king of peace that we need. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Glory forever.